Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome into the latest edition of the Pub Fake. I'm Jared Bailey on a busy news day around the NFL. Um, breaking news out of Seattle about what was it like a half hour ago, an hour ago? Um, Pete Carroll is no longer the head coach of the San- of the Seattle Seahawks. Which you know, if we were going off of you know, things that we had on our bingo card for 2024, I don't think that that was on anybody's, that Pete Carroll would be gone. We'll also talk a little bit about Mike Vrabel being fired from Tennessee, as that was, you know, also equally as big and unexpected with Vrabel getting fired, Pete Carroll getting fired. That's going to be the focus of today. So I'll start with Pete Carroll, considering that that just happened. And, you know, initially, obviously, it's a bombshell around the league. Like, oh, my goodness, why is Pete Carroll no longer the Seahawks head coach? But, you know, if you think big picture, there is some sense to it because Pete is 72. He's going to be 73 in September. And how many head coaching cycles are you going to have that have a Mike Vrabel in them? a Ben Johnson in them, a Jim Harbaugh in them. Those are three really good candidates that everybody will be vying for. And for Pete Carroll, yes, he's a tremendous head coach, but how many years does he have left at the helm? And Seattle recognized that. Um, It's also, I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but believe that Pete will do something similar to what Bruce Arians did in Tampa Bay, where he'll still be in the organization in some sort of football operations role. He just will not be the head coach anymore. Um, So in terms of who is going to, who will be the head coach in Seattle, um, my good friend JP Acosta floated the idea of Dan Quinn in Dallas, the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. And there's obvious connections there. Dan Quinn has spent time in that organization before um, and is a candidate and a name that is expected to get um, some head coaching interviews. So Dan Quinn makes sense to me uh, for, you know, just the previous connections that they have. If that's the route that they decide to go, you can obviously do worse than Dan Quinn, a guy who was coached in a Super Bowl before as a tremendous defensive coach. So you can do worse than Dan Quinn. Do they maybe decide to pursue Mike Vrabel? And is Mike Vrabel's firing maybe a little bit of a a catalyst to moving Pete out of the head coaching role to maybe pursue Mike Vrabel? I think that 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 there's a greater than zero chance that that is the case. Or maybe, you know, they try to get a Ben Johnson, a Jim Harbaugh, maybe a Bobby Slowick out of Houston. I, I think that... Bobby Slowick might be a year away. We've seen what happens before when really good coordinators 
who are only a coordinator for a year get head coaching jobs. Hello, Brandon Staley. Good to see you. Um, so I think that Bobby Slowick is maybe a year away from from getting a head coaching job. I could be wrong, um, but if I had to guess, I think teams are going to wait. Um, but my goodness, it, again, unexpected news that Pete Carroll no longer in Seattle, but a move that does have some sense to it where Pete's going to be 73. Let's get somebody who we know can be the head coach for the next 10 to 15 years um, because Pete doesn't have you know that many years as head coach anymore. So I understand the move, I, but I also understand the, uh, the, oh my goodness, why, how could that happen? So makes sense for Seattle. Um, now it's just uh, a matter of who will be next. Is it going to be Dan Quinn? Will it be Mike Vrabel? Will it be one of these other candidates that have been, that have been talked about? They also have their own questions at quarterback. I think it's fair to say that, you know, Geno Smith isn't going to be the long-term franchise answer. If, you know, if you wanted my opinion on it, um, had a nice run. They didn't have a horrible year this year. It wasn't terrible by any means, but there was a stretch where they lost what five in a row. And Geno's play was very up and down. I think that he's just one of those guys where you can, he could be a long-term bridge guy. Um, but I think that, you know, we saw his peak in 2022. So we'll see what they do at both head coach and quarterback. Because I think that both of those, you know, they need to find the long-term answers for both of those right now. I don't think it's going to stay in-house. I don't know if they're going to go the route of, you know, a Shane Waldron. But whatever they do, you know, this is a smart organization that, again, I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but Pete Carroll likely staying in the organization, just going into a front office role, similar to what Bruce Arians did in Tampa Bay. But could it be Mike Rabel? Maybe. Or it might be a Jim Harbaugh, which, by the way, the history with him and the 49ers now having to play each other twice a year. Sign me up for that. I'm in. I think that would be very fun. I'm here for the chaos of it. Give it. Give me it. Or it could be a Ben Johnson. If it's Ben Johnson, though, that tells me, okay, they are going to target a quarterback. Whether that be via trade, whether it be free agency, I think that they target a quarterback. And if, you know, maybe if they do hire Ben Johnson, you know, maybe he likes a guy like a Michael Penix or a Cam Ward. And you still have the built-in luxury of having Geno Smith. But you can also acknowledge that, okay, you know, he's not our long-term answer. And we had, we had a good little, good run. But plan for the future at the position. And I think that that's what we're going to see them do. Maybe they target a Kirk Cousins. Who knows? Ben Johnson and a or Kirk Cousins and a Ben Johnson style offense, I think, would be perfect. I think he's better than Jared Goff, and he would be able to do things, do more things than Jared Goff does too. Having DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and Jackson Smith and Jigba and Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet in the backfield on a good offensive line. I'm talking myself into Kirk Cousins and Ben Johnson to the Seattle Seahawks. I'm cool with that. 
I think with all those weapons there, a good defense, good offensive line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, give me that. I think that would be tremendous. Oh, Kyle Shanahan would be so heartbroken too, having to face his 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 uh his surrogate son. <laughs> I would have faced Kirk Cousins twice a year. Oh, and kill him. It would kill poor Kyle. But absolutely, yeah. Sign me up for Ben Johnson and Kirk Cousins to Seattle. I don't know if it's gonna happen, but I'm down for the uh for the thought of it, because it makes sense personnel wise and head coach quarterback wise. I think that's a great fit with the weapons that they have there and their roster construction. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I think that's I think that could be great. Well, I'll talk a little bit about my, Mike Vrabel now because Mike Vrabel obviously fired yesterday from Tennessee. And in terms of the reasoning that was given for Vrabel's firing. I talked to, about it today on uh, a, a radio in Toronto. Where, so the reasoning that they gave was they felt it would take too long to find a trade partner. They didn't want to wait. They wanted to get proactive and start getting these head coaching interviews. And they wanted to be able to find their next head coach as soon as possible. Which doesn't make sense, because if you would have waited, you definitely could have got a nice little haul for Mike Vrabel. And I understand, you know, having to wait until the new league year starts to, to do these types of things. And you want to be able to hop on and try to get a guy, you know, the aforementioned candidates, you know, if you're interested in a Ben Johnson, you want to be able to get on that track as quickly as possible. If you're interested in a Jim Harbaugh, you want to be able to get on that track as fast as possible. So I get that. But what I don't understand is just openly admitting, yeah, we could have probably gotten something for Mike Vrabel. We just decided not to. You could have done so many different things. And you did none of them. And now if you're the Titans, which, by the way, I don't know of anybody who would be in love with the Titans job. And I know everybody and their mothers going to be like, oh, there's only 32 of those jobs. I get it. But not all 32 of them are good jobs. Like, if you're Ben Johnson and you're thinking, okay, do I, would I rather stay in Detroit and continue being a really good OC or take a bad Titans job? I'll, I'll stay in Detroit. Now, he's not going to stay in Detroit if I had to guess, but if he's weighing these options of, you know, okay, stay in Detroit, Tennessee. You know, he's not going to Tennessee. Same thing with the Panthers job. Which one of these highly touted candidates would want the Panthers job? I don't think any of them will. Unless they're given complete full control, which still isn't a guarantee because David Tepper's too much of a hands-on owner. But if you're Mike Vrabel now, and we're going to see if other jobs become available, Oh, Seattle's just did. Hell, there's rumors that Mike Tomlin might take a year off. I don't think Pittsburgh would race to sign Mike Rabel. Oh. And it, depending on what happens in New England, that's the obvious hand-in-glove connection to make there. 
Because if Bill Belichick doesn't come back to New England, I think that target number one for Robert Kraft would be Mike Brable. You know, he helped the organization win multiple Super Bowls. It, it would make perfect sense for Brable to go there. Now, there is the outside chance, too, that Ohio State fires Ryan Day and Mike Vrabel becomes the new head coach at Ohio State. I don't know if he wants to do that. I don't know, you know, if he wants to, you know, go on recruiting trips and, you know, commit to that grind, but it's there's a greater than zero chance that it happens for sure. And something that will be discussed. But there's going to be plenty of teams that are going to be fighting for the rights of Mike Vrabel. Hell, the Atlanta Falcons just fired his old offensive coordinator. I think that Atlanta would love to have Mike Vrabel. If Dallas gets eliminated in the wild card round, or hell, even the divisional round, and it's not close, you don't think that Jerry Jones would be asking questions about, okay, is Mike McCarthy the guy? Now, would Mike Vrabel want to go to Dallas, though, because of Jerry Jones? Because Mike Vrabel's going to want full control. There was a power struggle with him and former Titans general manager John Robinson, which led to him getting fired. And so would Mike Vrabel even want to go to Dallas because he's not going to have full control? It seemed like Tampa Bay, maybe. Like, yeah, they just got into the playoffs, but this is a bad team and a bad division. I don't think Todd Bowles is the future of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you could upgrade from Todd Bowles to Mike Vrabel, you'd certainly do it. There's plenty of teams that will love the services of Mike Vrabel. And look, he's not going to go anywhere and be a coordinator. He's way too good a head coach to do that. The the days of Mike Vrabel defensive coordinator those are done those are absolutely done but there will be plenty of calls i would say would he be the most coveted candidate right now over a guy like ben johnson they're one a and one b if he's not the clear cut number one but this is a guy who took Ryan Tannehill to the number one seed in the AFC. It took Ryan Tannehill to the AFC championship game a few years ago. Like, come on now. Now, again, I don't know where he's going to go, but he's not going to have a short line of suitors. Then again, whether that be Tampa Bay, if they decide to move on from Todd Bowles, depending on what happens this weekend, whether it be Seattle, who just moved on from Pete Carroll, Here's one, though, because there's some people that believe that the Eagles might fire Nick Sirianni. And if they do, that becomes my most attractive job, potential job if I'm Mike Vrabel. You can pay attention to the defensive side of the ball, which has been a ginormous weakness for them this year. Bring in somebody to do the, to kind of hand the keys to the offense. I mean, if you're the Eagles, you wouldn't take that clear and obvious upgrade over Nick Sirianni, who gave defensive play calling duties to Matt effing Patricia. 
Because Brian Johnson and Sean Desai, they have proven to not be great replacements for Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon. So if you're the Eagles, you wouldn't consider that? Especially if they get eliminated by the Buccaneers and wildcard weekend. And even if they do advance, I'd, this team has fallen apart in the last month and a half. And I don't think anybody thinks that they're going to get back to the Super Bowl. That's just what it is. Now, the wild card in this is the Raiders. Because fans and players seem to really want Antonio Pierce to get that full-time gig. Understandably so. He did a great job. He went 5-4 and four as the head coach. Took over just a complete dumpster fire that Josh McDaniels left behind. And he made a lot of chicken salad out of a lot of chicken shit. I mean, hell, he got Aiden O'Connell to wildcard contention until the final, what, like two weeks of the year? No disrespect to Aiden O'Connell. But, you know, let's call a spade a spade here. So the Raiders are kind of a wild card. Not just for Vrabel, but for Jim Harbaugh. Because you know that Mark Davis loves these splash signings at head coach. He's done two of them in the past decade. With Gruden. And then not keeping Rich Passaccia around to pursue Josh McDaniels. But I think that that... You know what happened with McDaniels. And not keeping around an interim head coach that players really liked. I'd like to think that Mark Davis is smart enough to learn from that. And Antonio Pierce has more than earned a chance at being the full-time head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. So I would like to see Antonio Pierce get that job. I think most people would. Especially Raiders fans. And Raiders players. So that's something to keep an eye out for as well. And again, right now, you know, you look at the jobs available in terms of the most attractive ones. Now, I think Atlanta is a pretty attractive destination because, you know, they have a good offensive line. They've got a bunch of weapons on offense and they have a good defense. They just had a head coach that didn't know what the hell he was doing in terms of using those weapons on offense. I mean, you take Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Bajon Robinson in the first round of all three of your drafts and use precisely none of them to their full potential. And you you get in this quarterback carousel over the past two years of Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter, and Taylor Heineke. Not great. And they got to address the quarterback position in their own right because nothing that they have on the roster is doing them any favors. Desmond Ritter stinks. Taylor Heineke stinks. Marcus Mariota stunk. That's why they got rid of him. So they got to get the quarterback position right. And a lot of that will revolve around whoever they hire. And Mike Rabel does go there. I don't think that bringing Ryan Tannehill is the best idea, but a Kirk Cousins trade for a Justin Fields. And I think the most ideal situation for Atlanta, I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but the most ideal situation for Atlanta would be hire Ben Johnson, trade for Justin Fields, and turn the Falcons into Lions South. 
And you could do more of Justin Fields in terms of the run game as well because of his mobility. Can't really run a bunch of RPO stuff with Jared Goff. But hell, a Ben Johnson offense with Justin Fields, B. John Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. I mean, you can do a lot worse. You can do much worse than that. But if I'm Mike Vrabel, like let's say that the the Panthers call, and I'm staying in the NFC South with this. If the Panthers call, you better give me a fat contract, and I better have control over everything, because that's a tire fire of an organization right now, with an owner that n- nobody would want to play for. He just threw water on fans in Jacksonville. It's way too hands on. And clearly impatient. That's another thing that I would need guaranteed. Is you're going to give me at least three to four years to do this thing. This isn't going to be an overnight project that gets fixed. Especially when I've got a not great offensive line and my weapons are Adam Thielen, LaVisca Chenault, and Tommy Tremble. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for giving me all that, all those great foundational pieces to build off of, David Depper. Now they just fired their GM Scott Fitterer as well. So if Rabel would want to come in, he could absolutely say, I want to be the GM as well. You're not hiring another GM. It's going to be me. And again, that's another reason why I don't think he'll go to Dallas. Because that was the reason that Bill Parcells didn't work out in Dallas. He had that, what, that press conference where he's like, you know, if you're going to be, I guess that was New England that he, the, the grocery press conference. That's why he didn't work out in New England. The power struggle with him and Robert Kraft. Eventually, Bill became the GM as well. And we know how that's gone for Bill. That's why the Patriots gig makes sense to me for, for Ray Wool. I mean, obviously, the, you know, the connection of him being a former player there. But I don't think Robert Kraft would have any sort of problem giving him full control. They might bring in like a, you know, president of football operations guy to help him. But I think that overall... Rabel would have that that title, that final say of who he wants to be coaching and who he wants to sign. And by the way, Bill Belichick over the past few years hasn't exactly given him a, a high bar to clear. Given a bunch of money to Hunter Henry and John o. Smith, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker. All of them got much more money than they deserved. And that was Bill Belichick's doing. Now, we did have the nice signing of Matt Judon, which definitely paid off and then some. Like, the defense wasn't the problem for Bill. <laughs> they, they had three consecutive games where they held teams to six points, ten points, six points, and they lost all of them because their offense stunk. But if you're the Patriots and you have a chance to get Mike Vrabel, if you do decide to move off Bill Belichick, hell, you know, at this point, you're probably better off, you know, parting ways with Bill, bringing in Vrabel, either signing a quarterback or trading for one, and then using that, was it the third overall pick, on a weapon. Use it on Marvin Harrison Jr. Use it on Malik Neighbors. Or hell. Use it on an offensive lineman and go sign somebody who's going to be available this offseason. T. Higgins might be available. It depends on if Cincinnati tags or not. Michael Pittman Jr. K. 
Calvin Ridley, depending on what the Jaguars decide to do with him. Like New England has so many options. And if they do go with Vrabel, and if I'm Mike Vrabel, that's a very attractive spot. Should Bill Belichick leave? Yeah, that's the continued built-in caveat. Then they're going to have plenty of options. But if Carolina comes knocking, man, I'm giving a list of demands and saying I am not signing anything without a ton of money four guaranteed years and I get full say on everything. That's what I'm doing in Carolina. Atlanta's an attractive job. You're just a quarterback away, so it seems, especially in that division, man. Like if you get a, a good quarterback, you're winning that division. They almost won it with Heineke and Ritter. Now, you are very close to winning that division. You are a quarterback and a good draft away from being an 11-win team in, in Atlanta. And a competent head coach as well. And Mike Vrabel is certainly that. So both Pete Carroll and Mike Vrabel, you know, they're going to do their own different things. Like I said, Pete Carroll likely staying in the organization in Seattle, just moving up into a front office role, similar to what Bruce Arians did in Tampa Bay. But Mike Vrabel, man, he's going to have his suitors. And he's not going to have a shortage of them because he's damn good. I know that people are going to point out, oh, my goodness, 7 and 18 over the past two years. Yeah, look what he's had to work with. He's not the one who traded A.J. Brown and then drafted Traylon Burks. That was John Robinson. And there's a reason that he's not in the organization anymore either because 2022 was a disaster. They, they started off that year, what, like? Six and four, and I f think finished seven and ten, or they're seven and four and lost the, their last six games because they started the losing streak when they hosted the Bengals, and then they just kept losing. And the pass defense was bad. That got a little bit better this year. Like the defense isn't the problem, but my goodness, you can't put all that blame on Mike Vrabel. He's <laughs> running around with. Ryan Tannehill and Will Levis as his quarterback. Derrick Henry, who, you know, his best days are behind him. And he didn't have a lot of help. Like Derrick Henry and DeAndre Hawkins, if this was 2018, oh, that's a great combination. That's not to say that any of them are horrible now. No, they're still good players, but they're not what they used to be. With a rookie quarterback who is boomer bust in terms of his arm. You know, these, these things happen. But he won't have a shortage, a shortage of suitors, and it'll be interesting to see where he goes. And that's something that we're all going to keep our eyes on as this, uh, this head coaching cycle heats up. As will Seattle. Because like I said, I'm talking myself into... Ben Johnson and Kirk Cousins to Seattle. I think that's very fun. Now, what will be the more likely thing that takes place is they'll draft a guy because Gino's still there and they'll use Gino as the bridge. And that's fine. You can be confident in Gino. And, you know, you, you won't feel like you have to rush him. But I like the idea of 
you know, thanking Gina for his services and bringing in Kirk Cousins with Ben Johnson and those weapons. Oh, I want it. I want it very badly. But I don't think that that will happen. But if it does, I will clip this and I will put it all over the internet as a testament to my genius. But very eventful few days of Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, no longer the head coaches of the Seattle Seahawks and Tennessee Titans. And now they'll begin their searches for, for new headmen under the headset. Which we'll see play out. But we'll also see NFL wildcard weekend play out, which is going to be a very eventful weekend. Um, if you haven't already... Go listen to the podcast that I did with my buddy Matt Bertaram of Sports Illustrated previewing the entirety of Wild Card Weekend, what what we think will happen, what kind of divisional round that would set up, who we like in the Super Bowl. A lot of fun. As as it always is with Bertaram, if you guys have watched my stuff before, you know, you know that uh Bertaram's been my guy since I started my career and he's stuck by me and uh Every conversation that him and I have, every show that we do is always a very entertaining time. So you can go uh, watch that uh, on this YouTube channel. You can go listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah, previewing the wild card round with Matt Ritteram. And then working on getting Matt Perino to uh, come on before Wildcard Weekend to discuss the bills. I always enjoy talking to Perino. So we're still working out the fine details of that. But Regardless, appreciate you guys for tuning in, and we'll be back later on in the week, one final time before the wild card round, and then early next week to recap the wild card round, talk about the matchups, the eventual matchups in the divisional round. So appreciate y'all for joining me. I'm Jarrett Bailey. This is the Pump Fake. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.